Hello and welcome to No Name Sports. I'm Bob Marshall, and this is the fourth installment of the No Name Sports podcast. Thank you for joining me again today. Today is the 21st day of July 2019. Uh, hope everyone is having a great summer, uh, as wonderful a summer as I am. I've uh, been able to spend the summer with my daughters, and we've been having a blast out here in beautiful Utah. Hope everyone is staying cold or cool, as I know there's a major heat wave hitting the entire country. Hope everything, everyone's doing all right, and everyone's enjoying themselves in this beautiful summer. And they're not wishing the summer away, getting ready for the NFL season or college football. But more of that will come later. Uh, today, at the 148th Open Championship, Shane Lowry of Ireland took home the the trophy. Shot minus 15. That is a six-shot lead and win over Tommy Fleetwood of England. Uh, the this tournament was played at uh, Royal Portrush Golf Club in Portrush, North, Northern Ireland. Uh, not a Northern Irish player winning, but an Irish player winning all the same. And it is a, uh, a, a big day for Shane Lowry, uh, as well as uh, the rest of the country of Ireland. Sure, they're enjoying themselves and imbibing in some of those Guinnesses, uh, for sure. Uh, in third place was Tony Finau. Uh, tied for fourth was Lee Westwood and Brooks Kepka at minus six. Uh, Lee Westwood's an interesting story because he always seems to be around, but he never seems to win at all. Uh, he's an older man, not older than he was. He's getting into his mid-40s now. Uh, would love to see Lee take one, especially the uh, Open Champion Championship, being that he is uh, English. It would definitely be something uh, interesting to see. Uh, tied for sixth at minus five, we have Robert McIntyre, Tyrell Hatton, Danny Willett, and rookie Fowler all came in at minus five. And then Patrick Reed rounds out the top ten at minus four. Other names to take a look at are Justin Thomas at minus three. Stuart Sink is minus one. Stuart, uh, Jordan Spieth at minus one. Webb Simpson at even. And some other big names that didn't that weren't even around for the weekend. Roy McIlroy uh, missed the cut. Tiger Woods missed a cut. Jason Day missed a cut. Brent Snedeker as well. So a lot of big names that weren't around uh, for the weekend, allowing for some some of those other players I named off earlier to make a run and win, and inevitably for Shane Lowry, win the Open Championship. Good for him and good for the game of golf. He did take home $1.9 million. Uh, second place took $1.1. And third place took $780,000. I'm not sure if that's U.S. dollars or British pounds. But regardlessly, that is a lot of money. So good for him. And good for those who finish atop the leaderboard. Uh, since the last episode, the Major League All-Star game, uh, the American League won 4-3. to three. Shane Bieber was the MVP, striking out the side in the fifth inning, um, taking home the MVP. And it was cool because the game was in Cleveland, and now that the Major League Baseball All-Star game uh, no longer matters. They had the whole, it matters, now garbage, where you would uh, you would play to see who got home field advantage in the World Series, because uh, Bud Selig is a wuss. But anyhow, um, it's no it doesn't mean anything. It was just a good time, and it was fun to watch, but uh, took the win. Uh, the story of the week, though, last week, for the All-Star game was Pete Alonso wins the Home Run Derby. Um... It was fun. It was great to watch. But what really was fun to watch was Jock Peterson and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 
went into three rounds of overtime. Hit 40 and 39 home runs respectively with, with Vlad Jr. moving on to the finals to take on Pete Alonso where he inevitably lost. Uh, what was cool about that is for years past, you got 10 outs, which means any ball you hit that didn't go over the fence was an out. You got 10 of those, and you moved on. Now they have four minutes to swing as many times as possible. So you swing and you swing and you hit as many home runs as you can, and there's overtimes and there's, if you hit it over 440 feet twice, you get a 30-minute bonus. And to see, originally, the single round record was Josh Hamilton in the, under the old format, the 10-out 10, the 10 format. He had 28 in a round. Vladimir Guerrero had 29 in a round, and then 40 in a round. That's nuts. And it's fun to watch, and it was a good time. But it brings me to something else. Are there too many home runs in the game of baseball? Attendance has been down the last two years, but also the last two years, it's been the most home runs ever hit in a season. So what... One would say, oh, you know, home runs bring people to ballparks. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case. I personally think that the game of baseball is hurting due to a lack, not of excitement, but of people bringing people to the game for the same reasons that I enjoy the game of baseball. The the strategy behind it, the things that people have always loved since the since the beginning of the 19th century or the 1900s. And that's what that's I think that's what that's hurting is because now the home run used to be cool. It was fun. You would see someone hit a home run. You're like, oh my god, that was amazing. Now if they don't hit a home run, you're like, oh well, all right, move on. So we've watered down the home run in baseball so much that people don't want to watch baseball anymore. Home run derby used to be a one a one off thing. One time a year, guys would get together and just beat the hell out of balls and hit them into the stands, hit them 500 feet. It was awesome. It was fun to watch. But uh, overall, I think baseball has too many home runs, and I think we need to to work on. There's people like Justin Verlander think maybe the ball's juiced, meaning the ball's wrapped tighter, forcing the ball to fly further, which might be the case. But there's definitely something going on. Um, I'm a staunch naysayer of uh, Bob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball. I think he is trying too hard to change the game. Don't change the game. Force people, not force people, but bring people back around to enjoying baseball on why you joined baseball. Enjoyed baseball. But overall, um, baseball, it does need some work, and I think if we cut down on home runs and strikeouts, we would make the game of baseball a lot more fun to watch. Which brings me to another point. Is so we had the home run derby, which was fun. And then they play a game, American League versus National League, and that is your standard all-star game. Other leagues, the other leagues here in the United States and Canada have... Uh, so basketball has a skills competition as long with slam dunk competition. That's fun. They have a three-point competition. That's a good time. And it's fun to watch. And slam dunks, the slam dunk competition has kind of seemed to 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 jump jump the shark, uh, per se. They're running out of good ideas. Um, but overall, in the game, it's, like, it's usually like 165 to 163. No one plays defense. It turns to another dunk contest, and it's just kind of a little ridiculous. And I don't know if really anyone watches the NBA All-Star game. NHL does a, a skills competition as well. It's fun to watch, and they do these things now where the, they have a three-on-three tournament between the divisions. Or the comp, or the uh, sorry, not the comp, not, yeah, the divisions. Sorry, and it's fun to watch too, and it's always so a good time. Um, 
The NFL does the Pro Bowl, which it doesn't seem like the players even want to play in. They also do this really weird skills competition uh, the last couple years, which also no one seems to like. And there's also a dodgeball game at the end. Um, it all seems like kind of a joke by the NFL. Just another money grab um, that doesn't seem to be working too successfully. Um, so th- those big four sports, I personally uh, would rank the all-star experiences from Major League Baseball being number one, NHL being number two, NBA being number three. And just because there's only four sports, the NFL would be number four. Um, which brings me to the fifth sport in the United States. I guess it would say it would be kind of like the fifth major sport here in the United States is the Major League Soccer, or MLS. And one reason why I bring this up is because the game is being played um, next week. I'm sorry, in 10 days. Uh, 31 uh, July, the MLS All-Stars will take on Atletico Madrid out of the Spanish League in Orlando. And one reason why I bring this up is because they're playing a team. The All-Stars from a league are playing a normal team. Now, the way soccer works is, you know, some teams are significantly better than others. Atletico Madrid being one of them. Last year was Juventus. The year before that, Real Madrid. Previously, Arsenal, Tottenham Hotspur, Bayern Munich, Roma, Chelsea, Manchester United for two years in a row, Everton, West Ham, Celtic, Chelsea, and Fulham. And the reason why I bring this up is this is a format since 2005. No one internationally takes Major League Soccer serious. Um, because it's a lot of players who couldn't play anywhere else but in the MLS. And that's fine. You know, it is what it is. But when your All-Stars are playing a team from the Premier League, or in some cases La Liga, or any else, and they're not winning, that just makes your whole league look awful. I don't agree with this, and if I'm Major League Soccer, I don't continue to put my teams against other teams and watch them lose. Uh, pre- previously, in 2005, they did an East versus West conference deal, uh, much like other other leagues. And then they also did uh, in 2000, or sorry, 1998, they did a uh, American-born players versus international-born players. Uh, again, fun, cool, I like that. But I think by the MLS doing this, it doesn't help grow soccer in America. Because no one's going to watch American soccer because why would you when you're putting yourself out there to say, you know what, we're not very good and we're going to ask Atletico Madrid to come in and just whoop up on us. Please and thank you. Uh, it's 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 very, very weird to me. I don't understand it. It'd be like uh, the MLB All-Stars playing the Japanese All-Stars, which they do in the, in the winter or eh, November. No one talks about it. It's not a big thing. And actually, I think the United States lost a seven-game series against them, if I'm not mistaken. But it wasn't all all-stars. It wasn't the best players. It was a good amount of good players. But if I am the MLS, I'm looking at possibly changing the way that I do my all-star game because it's just kind of an embarrassment. You're basically just saying, hey, rest of the world, come on, beat up on our league because, well, you don't take it seriously, so why should we? It's very weird, and I don't like it. Uh, which brings me to... American football. I'm not talking about foot football or whatever else you want to call it, or what the rest of the world calls football. We have American football, and a lot of players. The Madden rankings came out last week, and a lot of players out there aren't happy with their Madden rating 
Mana rating being what their overall ability is in the game. It says, hey, my my rating is, is an 85, mine's an 87, whatever it might be. And it's fun to look at that, and if I was an MLB player, I think I would look at it too. And it's fun, and it's a good time, and you have fun with it, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, there are some players who are royally pissed that they are not um, higher higher ranked and over uh, kind of overall find it to be a little ridiculous um, maybe if you want to be higher ranked uh, go out and play harder this year and earn your ranking but for you gamers out there you Madden guys or girls um, Madden NFL 20 has four players who are 99 overall players um, one of them being Aaron Donald DeAndre Hopkins Khalil Mack and Bobby Wagner other players look around so you hear for years we've had I've had this debate probably it feels like a hundred times but you always hear these people say who are the top five quarterbacks in the league who are the elite quarterbacks in the league is so-and-so an elite quarterback is Eli Manning elite Eli Manning was never elite is Joe Flacco elite Joe Flacco was never elite but the top five quarterbacks according to their Madden ranking are Patrick Mahomes at 97 Tom Brady at 96 Philip Rivers at 94, Drew Brees at 92, and Andrew Luck at 92. Uh, rounding out the top 10, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, and Cam Newton. So if you go through this, and this is a, an article put out by Sporting News, and this was put out last on the 18th, so a couple days ago. And it's it's fun to read, it's, it's cool, and it's nice to look at, but... I don't think these guys need to be paying attention so much to what a video game says they are. I think they need to go out there and try one-to-one games, too. But I think it also kind of goes to the, the way our society kind of operates in today's age. It's, it's we all we all want to know what people think about us as a person, not us as a team or us as a member of a team. It's all about, hey, I'm mad because my numbers aren't higher than they need to be. And I mean, it is it is what it is. I'm not going to use this as a way to get on a soapbox and start belly aching and griping and telling everyone they're stupid. But I am gonna I'm gonna say that don't waste your time complaining about your your rating. Worry about winning football games. Worrying about winning Super Bowls. Worry about things you can control. And overall, I kind of find it ridiculous. But if you're a person who's going to buy Madden 20, let me know. I think it's been about four years since I bought it. And maybe I'll buy it this year if the game's a little better. Which brings me to... We're not talking about player rankings. We're talking about NFL ratings. Actual team ratings. ESPN puts out their power rankings. And this is the 2019 preseason power rankings. It'll, I'll give you... The team, their projected wins, and their chance to make the playoff. It's going to be a percentage, for example. Kansas City is number one. Uh, they're projected to win 10 games and have an 80% chance of making the playoffs. Saints are at 10 games and a 76% chance. Rams, 10 wins and 76. Patriots are at 10 wins and 85%. And the Indianapolis Colts are at 9, and nine wins and 57%. It's those are your top five teams according to ESPN, and of course you have the Chiefs came off and they had a, it's the most amazing offense I think maybe anyone's ever seen last year. It was fun. It was 
enjoyable to watch. And then the pre, uh, the post, sorry, in the uh, off season, the Chiefs have gone out and added some some pieces to that dismal defense, which they had, especially their secondary last year, adding Tyron, uh, Matthew, and Frank Clark to the team. Where the Saints and the Saints are that kind of that team that never seems to go away ever since Drew Brees got there. Uh, from the years of being the Aints, they are now the Saints, and they've been they're doing really good. And Drew Brees, I think he's 42 now. It doesn't seem to really be getting old, but they uh, they they picked up Jared Cook as a tight end on their team, and uh, Ted Ginn is back healthy, uh, as well as adding some other players. So that should be fun to watch. The Rams are your defending NFC champions. Um, again, the amazing offense paired with a very good defense last year and it made it a very fun team to watch made it for the most boring Super Bowl ever against the uh, Patriots but it was fun and then the Patriots um, I'm not going to talk about the Patriots because I don't have to talk about the Patriots because the Patriots talk for themselves um, they don't they don't rebuild they reload Tom Brady will be 42 I believe a couple weeks before the season starts and it's it's overall it's, it's you don't count out the Patriots till the Patriots give you a reason to count them out um, they've made the playoffs every year except for one, which I believe was 2007, since 2001. They're a hell of a team. Probably the greatest team. I'm, I'm going to get some flack for this, and I want to hear from some of your guys' flack. So respond to me on Twitter, at No Name Sports Show. That's No Name Sports S-H-O. But the New England Patriots are probably the f- best franchise we've seen maybe ever in my lifetime definitely you can go back to the the 1920s 30s 40s 50s and 60s yankees before expansion and that was an amazing franchise but the patriots are ridiculous they've been around for so long and you're just waiting for them to go away and they haven't Bill Belichick obviously has a lot to do with that. Tom Brady obviously has a lot to do with that. Robert Kraft allowing his team to run the way he does has a lot to do with that, regardless of his personal transgressions. It's I'm by no way, shape, or form a Patriots fan. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan through and through. But you have to appreciate what you're seeing. So instead of hating the Patriots, you can not like the Patriots, but I suggest you enjoy it. Because we may never see this again. Coming in at number six is the the Chargers projected to win eight games and have a fifty percent chance of making the playoffs. The Bears are projected for nine uh, wins and fifty five percent. Texans are at eight and forty four percent. Falcons at eight and forty one. Eagles at nine and sixty six percent. It looks like uh, Carson Wentz will be healthy for the whole season this year, and we'll see what he can do with the whole season as well. There in Philadelphia, the Vikings are projected to win eight and a half games and 44% chance. Um, Kirk Cousins is in his second year, three-year, $84 million guaranteed deal. Um, I don't think Kirk Cousins is worth the money. I don't think there's very many players. I mean, I don't think there's anyone who plays sports who's worth that much money. But still, um, I don't think it's going to pan out for him. Uh, I, I, I wish it would. I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good ball player. But I don't, I don't foresee him quote-unquote, earning that $84 million. Number 12 is the Green Bay Packers. Um, this is going to be interesting to see. This is the first time that um, Aaron Rodgers will have a new coach. Uh, they also have uh, some new players, and it's going to be interesting to see 
how they do. Um, a 13 is the Tennessee Titans are 35 and a half or 35 percent chance of making the playoffs. The uh, Seahawks are eight wins at 41 percent. And at number 15, I'm not just covering this because I'm a Browns fan. I'm covering this because everyone else is. The Browns are projected to win eight games and have a 51% chance of making the playoffs. And this is the write-up they have on ESPN. Is what were where the team improved this offseason? League image. The Browns have gone from a long time. League laughingstock in the NFL's trendiest team. Cleveland rode the, the momentum from a... Turnover 2000 or turnaround 2018 season and became one of the most aggressive teams in adding high profile talent. The Browns upgraded their play their playmakers such as wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., running back Kareem Hunt, pass rusher Oliver Vernon, and defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson. Owners of the NFL's longest playoff drought, 16 years in Cleveland. The Browns are now a popular pick to win the NFAFC. North title, and that's that's the last part there. And that was by uh, Jamison Hensley. Uh, the thing to remember that there is it's it's the title for the AFC North. Uh, following in this in these rankings are at 16 the Steelers and the Ravens at 17. Um, both projected to win eight and a half games, and both have 45 percent chances of making the playoffs. Is this the best division in football? No. Not in any way, shape, or form. Um, the Browns are a young team. Can they win the division? I hope so. Do I think they'll win the division? I don't know. I honestly don't. Um, I don't have an opinion. and I don't like to give opinions on my team because I don't want to sound like a homer. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to see. So you have the Steelers, who have been the Steelers for a very long time. Um, and if I wasn't a Browns fan, I would have a lot of respect for the way the Steelers run their organization. Because of the fact that they're always around. They have some lane years here and there, but it's going to be interesting to see what the Steelers can do, especially with uh, James Conner kind of need to shoulder some load this year as Ben Roethlisberger is a bit of an old man. And uh, Antonio Brown is now out of out of town. Going to be interesting to see. Um, number 17 is Baltimore Ravens. And if, if you're one of those people who think Lamar Jackson is going to be a great quarterback, um, I ask you to rethink your life. Not just your choices in football, but your choices in life. Because Lamar Jackson, if you watch the game against the Chargers last year in the playoffs, Lamar Jackson got figured out. Every great quarter, not great quarterback, let me rephrase this. Every niche quarterback who's come through the NFL has gotten found out. Or every sort of stunt, like the Wildcat, for instance. It works for... 10, 11 games, and then you get figured out because they have tape on you. I believe, and I'm not 100% right here, but I know it's somewhere around 8 to 10 games, maybe 11, that Lamar Jackson played in last year, started in last year. And by the ninth or 10th game, people had him figured out. Lamar Jackson will not be an effective NFL starter in five years. He is nothing more than uh, a publicity stunt, something that kind of that that, they, that it works for now, but it's not going to work long term. Because Lamar Jackson doesn't seem to be getting better. Lamar Jackson just seems to be doing what he does with what he has. Do not be surprised if the Baltimore Ravens don't win four games this year. They have a good defense, which helped them a lot last year and helped Lamar Jackson. But call me crazy, 
but I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. 17, Jacksonville Jaguars, a 7, seven wins, 26% chance of going to the playoffs. Nick Foles, the new quarterback, as Blake Portals has moved on. It's going to be interesting to see. Is So they went, they were within a couple plays of making the, or they were within one game um, two years ago of making the Super Bowl, which they inevitably lost to the uh, Patriots. <clears throat> Blake Portals was serviceable, but not great. Um, he's gone, Nick Foles is in, and it's going to be interesting to see. Don't think Nick Foles is going to do that much better than Blake Bortles. Uh, might be a little better, a little more consistent, but I don't see him leading them to the promised land or anything like that. At 19, the Cowboys are um, for 8 wins and 44% chance of making the playoffs. The uh, Cowboys seem to be having just issue after issue. You have uh, Dak Shepard and uh, Elliott are both looking for Ezekiel Elliott, don't know why I couldn't remember his name. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott are both looking for contracts. Um, that's not usually good. And it appears that Elliott might be holding out, so definitely going to be interesting to see what goes on there. In the always confusing Arlington, Texas, uh, there, which is the Dallas Cowboys. 20s at Panthers are 7 wins. I'm not going to read you their chances to make the playoffs anymore because they're all in the 20s or teens from here on out. The Niners are at 7 wins, which surprises me because the Niners were kind of that team now that Jimmy Garoppolo's back. I still think he's kind of a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, who's going to be, who could be good. But I think once you get some more tape on him, it might not all work out. But I think the, the Niners could do a little better than I think people give him credit for. Uh, the Broncos are at seven wins projected. The Raiders are at six wins, and I still think the Raiders will continue to kick themselves for the John Gruden fiasco. They took a man who was out of the league for 10 years, signed him to a fat contract, and wondered why things aren't working out when you give him free reign to do whatever he wants. 24 is the Lions with 7 wins. Buccaneers at 6. A 25 with 6 wins. 26 is 7 wins for the Jets. Jets are interesting. They've signed some people. They have Sam Darnold for another year. They uh, picked up Le'Veon Bell. <clears throat> Going to be interesting to see what goes on there, but I still think the Jets are the Jets. Whatever that might mean to some of you. The Bills are projected to win six games. Redskins at six. The Bengals are supposed to win six games as well. Um, Giants are six. The Cardinals are five. And the Dolphins are five. Um, it's going to be a very interesting uh, NFL season as the NFL seems to suffer a bit from parity. There's not a lot of parody in the NFL, I would say, this century. Uh, Patriots have been good. Steelers have been good. The NFC has had some parody where, you, you know, you've had the year with the Eagles. You had, um, you had the Falcons. You had some teams. The, the Seahawks were good for a while. And you had some teams who, who would make it to the, to the Super Bowl. Maybe win one, one or two. But the NFL does seem to be adopting more and more parody, which is going to make it more and more fun to watch uh, headed in to the season and as well don't forget uh, college football starts uh, the, the preseason rankings should be coming out here shortly so when those come out I'll put out another episode of No Name and we will go ahead and cover those in more in depth uh, as well I'm more of a college football fan than I am a NFL fan so I will definitely be covering that a little more and what should be interesting about that um, some things to look forward to coming um, NFL and or just coming football season is I would like to do kind of a betting thing. Uh, there's fan duels out there. Um, sports gambling is now legal in a lot more states. And uh, I have some people who listen to this in multiple states. And I would like to kind of maybe on Tuesday 
do a uh, you know Bob's picks kind of thing where I, I decide who I'm gonna who I think you should pick maybe an upset or two. Um, I've had some luck with some friends in the past helping them make some money. Uh, hopefully I can make you guys make some money. So that's something to to think. Maybe I can put it out put put a show out on Monday or on Tuesday. Tuesday night, so you'd hear it probably Wednesday morning, and that gives you some time to get your money into your bookie uh, or one of your legal site, legal ways of doing it as well. So that's something to look forward to for the NFL season uh, as well. Uh, Major League Baseball is in full swing as well as we now are headed into August. It's coming up quick, and it's it looks that there's there'll be some there'll be some intensifying division battles as the central division has the twins with a three game lead over the Cleveland Indians. Uh, at one point in time, I believe that was an 11 game uh, advantage as the Indians continue to, 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 to get hot at the right time. And they're one, they're a, and it just, it's, it's fun to watch. And it's going to be very, very fun to watch over in the Eastern division. You have the Do- Yankees have a nine game lead on the Rays, 11 on the Red Sox. Um, the Yankees, they're an enigma. Just due to the fact that they shouldn't be doing so good with so many injuries. Uh, definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. They're hitting a lot of home runs. And I don't think it's sustainable in the postseason. be interesting to see. But uh, in the long run, we'll see. In the Western Division, you have the Astros with a six-and-a-half game lead over the uh, A's. The A's have gotten hot right now. And they are uh, they hold a spot in the wild card uh, as well as the Cleveland Indians do as well in the AL wild card. In the National League, the Cubs have a two-game lead on the Brewers, two and a half on the Cards, seven and a half on the Pirates, and nine on the uh, Reds. That is a whole division that's still wide open. Uh, the card, the Pirates and the Reds are doing a good job at um, falling behind a little bit, but the Cardinals and the Brewers and the Cubs all have a very real chance of, of making it into the playoffs. Eastern division, the Braves have a six and a half game lead on the Nationals and a seven and a half game on the Phillies. And in the Western Division, the Dodgers might as well just call it a season and go ahead and take the title because the Dodgers have a 16 game lead on the Diamondbacks and the Giants. However, the Giants are getting hot right now. Uh, doesn't look like they're going to catch the Dodgers to win the uh, division, but they have won eight of their last 10. Uh, so count them as a possible chance of getting into the wild card as they are two and a half games back. Again, thank you for listening to No Name Sports. I'm Bob Marshall. Uh, feel free, if you found me on Facebook, go ahead and share this. If you found me on Instagram, go ahead and send this to your friends via your Instagram story. If you found me on Twitter, retweet. Let people know I'm here. Uh, I enjoy doing this. This is something that uh, it's fun for me to do. And uh, I would love for more and more people to hear it and get to know me what I have to say so feel free to to get me out there and get me uh, get some people listening to me I have a blast doing this and I hope you enjoy listening to me uh, like I said Twitter changed my t- handle a couple episodes ago it's no name sports show SHO show is SHO so no name sports show SHO um, again thanks for listening to me folks it's been a blast Enjoy the rest of your summer as fall is coming up quick. We're getting ready to get into August. We are about nine days away from August. Uh, So hopefully the temperatures will start going down and cool off a little bit. We'll get ready for college football and the NFL as well as Major League Baseball season winding down the playoffs. And then next thing you know, folks, it's NHL season. 
it's NBA season and it's all back into the cold weather and jackets and sweaters and jackets and shoveling snow again so hope you enjoyed this episode again feel free to share feel free to listen to some of the old ones and stay tuned for the next one folks i'm bob marshall this is no name sports have a great day and god bless